Hey, Cassidy Sergeant. Hey, Andrew Street. Cassidy, I have a question for you. Let's hear it. What if we kissed under the amiibo gazebo? I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Unless. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Gone Gold, the goldest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Andrew Street. And welcome to the Amiibo Gazebo. Now, Cassie, are you familiar with the Amiibo Gazebo? I'm afraid that I'm not, and it feels like one of the worst mistakes of my life that I don't know what you're talking about. Now, listeners at home, if you didn't know, Fire Emblem Three Houses came out. We're going to talk about that on this show. One of the key features of Fire Emblem Three Houses would be the introduction of the Amiibo Gazebo. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Which is a, uh, you know, Cassie, that's where we would meet to kiss. But it is also where you go in Fire Emblem to scan your amiibos. It's a physical location inside the monastery. But we also go there to kiss? Well, I mean, it's romantic. It's the amiibo gazebo. <laughs> okay. Now I understand. Andy, right now, I need you to choose. What's better? The amiibo gazebo or Uncle Amiibo? Oh, well, Uncle Amiibo, easily. Okay. He's family. Hmm. When That's you hear your right family. Mm. Just like Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. Does like the Olive Garden have family. an amiibo gazebo? Now, I, I'm not really sure like what gazebos are and are not amiibo gazebos. Is okay. any gazebo that you can go in and bring amiibos, is that also an amiibo gazebo? It's got to be. Gosh, what defines an amiibo gazebo? Exactly. Cassidy, did I introduce you? Yes. Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks, good to be here. Elmer and Robert, they're making out under the Amiibo gazebo. Mm-hmm. They said you guys can have your show to talk about your weeb game. I love love. Without them. Do you? Yeah, of course. What about it specifically? Oh, man. Oh, come on. I, 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 I got to sell, sell you on love. It's great, you know, and I, just two guys that really get each other. It's good that they can spend some time together. I have a friend who in high school argued that uh, love isn't real and that the human race would be better if we all just learned to evolve past love. And uh, Can I guess who it is? Yeah, give me a guess. It's definitely James. 110%. It's a, <laughs> it is a, uh, an opinion he's since walked back. He, sent, he regrets it. Everyone's a little bit edgier in high school. That's, that's a hot take, though. The uh, the love is a weakness. Let's evolve past it. He told our English teacher, and she was like, you tell me I don't love my kids right now? <laughs> that's the most New Jersey-esque thing I've ever heard. Wow. Yeah, let's just go straight for it. <laughs> you attacking my kids? I'll take you out. You trying to say I'm a bad parent? <laughs> now, Cassidy, before we jump into the, the depth of the Fire Emblem discussion, I need yes. to know. Okay. What house did you pick and why? Right. So here's the deal. I bought the game digitally. I downloaded the game. I played through the tutorial battle. And then Pacross Lord of the Nazarick dropped. And I'm sorry, guys, but I had to jump in. So I haven't even picked a house, but I'm going to pick the Golden Deer. Why? Um, I don't know. They seem kind of laid back. I didn't really like the, uh, our, what is it? Our boy Claude in the, the, the blue. And I, and Claude's honestly, weak. Edelgard, like I, I don't know her, so I'm going to tread carefully and, and I don't really have any weight behind this. She's a little too edgy. She's trying a little hard mm. for my taste in the five minutes that I've known her. Kesey, she is destined to become the queen of the realm. That was a turnoff yes. to me. I don't want to hang she out with the queen. I don't want to hang out with the duke. I just want to hang out with this guy. The common people? The common people. I am a man wow. of the people, if nothing else. Do you not agree? You are a man of the people. That's true. Thank you. Thank you. I never win, but I am a man of the people. I'm not a champion, but I, I like to think of myself as a sort of people's champion, like Dwayne Barack Johnson. Mm. Now, I, I was between... Uh, the house you picked and the Black Eagles. Mm-hmm. It was a tough decision, but in the end, I had to go Edelgard. What sold you? 
I mean, okay, one. Because I could I could still change. I haven't actually picked. You're going to meet the rest of the characters. And the characters from that house specific from Black Eagle are what sold me. Okay. Cuz here's what I'm here was my mindset. One, their emblem is cool. Two, they're edge lords. Sure. Two points. Then you go in, you look at the cast of characters. You're like, okay. I like most of these characters. I want to develop the relationship with most of these characters. But mm. then you need to look at the other houses because you want those. You like those characters too. So I had to pick. You can recruit characters from other houses, but not everyone, right? Everyone within reason. Obviously, I don't think you can request request fucking the leaders. Yeah, to join your crew. But like, I think everyone besides that, for the most part. Wow. So okay. it's like pick the. My thought process was like, all right, I like the most people in Black Eagle. Then I can just recruit the one-offs that I like from each group. Mm-hmm. Bring them to my side. Like, uh, I think his name is Raphael. He's got mm. the shirt that's coming unbuttoned because he's always <laughs> fucking getting swole. He's thick. He's so fucking thick. Hell yeah. He's cooking in the kitchen. See, like, where is he from? The uh, blue one. Yeah. Okay, okay. I think. Oh, actually, no. He actually might be from the... Uh, what's the, the golden one? The golden deer. Yeah. What yeah. what is what's the blue one? Blue lion. Blue lion. Okay, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and Sam, you you knew before the game even came out where you were going. Cassidy. <laughs> let me let me take you back to maybe 2003. Okay. You're sitting in your home computer. You're downloading songs off LimeWire. They're sure. all the Blink-182 songs. They're all the My Chemical Romance songs. Yeah. You don't know if they're the right ones. No, no. That to me is a Black Eagle. You're downloading every single My Chemical Romance song you can find on okay. LimeWire. Okay. That's why and so, I chose And so Black it just Eagles. fits. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that, man. And, Cass, let me tell you about some waifu babes. Bernadette? Thick. She yes. scares easily. You gotta... You have to, like, really form that bond to where she doesn't scream when you talk to her. That's really that's really wholesome. That's really nice. She sounds like quite a gal. She is quite a gal. Petra? She doesn't know how to speak the language. Super cute. You gotta teach her. Cass, you don't put your sleeves on once the whole game. <laughs> that's how suave you are. Uh, that I'm does not, look I so weird. I don't quite even know what that means. He runs around. He wears his jacket as like a robe. Oh, the sleeves, they dangle it, when you run. Does it change your opinion that I went uh, with the female avatar? No, I, I, I took a minute to, to debate, but then, you know. So I'm not going to be getting after waifus. I'm going to be getting after husbandos. Damn. So maybe I'll be checking out Raphael. He sounds like mm. quite the catch. Honestly, honestly. I could Raphael do worse. Is, he's, no, Raphael's fucking hot. <laughs> Dude is hot. <laughs> All right, man. I'm I'm in there then. I'm ex- I'm excited to meet some uh, meet some boys. Yeah. Also, th- this game, it's fucking dense. There's a lot going on. It's basically Fire Emblem now with Persona mixed into it a little bit. Yeah. It's a bit like more surface level than Persona is. I think. Like there is. I'm very intimidated. That. I'm probably four-ish hours in. I'm about to like go do a big battle against somebody and I'm like online researching because the thing that's overwhelming me right now is I know how to like optimize my days like what things I should do when I free roam around the monastery Uh, because you have like X number of points you can spend and then like the day is over and you can't do any more of like the large activities to like grow your bonds but there's a teaching element too where you have to like set goals and then, like, instruct the students and then do a lecture. And so, like, my thing right now is I'm overwhelmed in terms of, like, am I setting my students up on, like, the right goals? Mm. Yeah. I think, for me, like, I really love the, like, element that you're, like, trying to manage all of these, like, relationships and all of these, like, characters. But it feels to me, like, I, I think I'm 14 hours in. And, um... I feel like every time I've made a choice, like, it hasn't been the wrong choice. Where, like, in games like Persona, like, if you do the wrong thing, like, ooh, you fucked up. 
Uh, but with this, like, every choice is valid. It's just kind of within reason. Um, you know, then you just have to kind of manage the things a little bit less. But mm. every choice, like, can be the right choice. Whereas, yeah. like, in other, like, management games, like, there's, like, consequences if you don't do the right thing. Yeah, it's like one choice improves, like, your relationship. It gives you, like, those hearts. But then mm-hmm. the other choice does nothing. Like, it doesn't harm you. It just is, like, not a bad choice. Just You just missed that one. Yeah. You yeah. just didn't get the hearts, basically. I think the the really interesting thing, like, Andy, I don't know if you're to this part yet, but it really, um, it really encourages you to, like, learn about the, um, like, like motivation and the like goals and the like temperament of each student. And then, cause like later on, there's like some other choices you can make and you have to choose like what interests them. And if you like goof up, then, then there are some like problems, but it's all just like bonus stuff, but it really encourages you to like, Oh, this person likes is really into religion. So like, you know, do this or this person really likes talking about battle. Um, you have to kind of make those choices based on what you know about the characters. I think that's really really neat that is cool <clears throat> yeah um are you finding it very hard uh not compared to other fire emblem games that i've played okay um i'm playing on the i'm playing on the easy mode with the classic like permadeath and i've okay. only had to soft reset a few times because i made some goofs but compared to like when i played fire emblem awakening awakening maybe uh it was the maybe the one before that but i was like fucking soft resetting like literally every battle multiple Mm. times Mm. um and this time i've only i did it like twice in the beginning but i haven't since then and even in normal mode like even in the classic mode you get uh the ability to rewind time yeah. It's not unlimited, but like I've definitely fucked up a couple times and had to like rewind time to save somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like a really nice balance um, for, for those things. Yeah, so you don't have to soft reset for like literally everything. Uh, you have some wiggle room. Um, but it definitely isn't as challenging, I, I think, even as Awakening thus far. Like I'm still early, but I'm finding it a bit better. They've also in- drastically improved the battle system. How do you mean? You can see what the enemy is going to do. So, like, when I I am moving somebody along a tile, like, if I'm taking my archer and I'm moving them up to, you know, six spaces ahead, it'll show me uh, the preemptive attacks. Like, how many of the people are going to come in and attack this one unit? So, if I move somebody to this space and it's like, okay, six people are going to attack this person. I'm not going to move them there. So you can yeah. like sort of see, but then it could, that could also change. Like if I move somebody and they're not showing up as being attacked, but then I move a person who's in front of them who was going to be attacked further back, that could change. And then I can't move them, mm-hmm. um, but it gives you this little edge. So it's like, it's a little, a little bit less random in terms of who the people are going to attack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I don't like compared to the other games is it's really hard to remember for me, like which weapon is better against which weapon. Like, you know, it's like the sword is better than the axe. The sort the of like rock, paper, scissors concept. Lance. Yeah. And in the other games I played, it was really apparent, like which ones were better than which, like there was like a really, there was a really nice indicator, but I always fucking forget. And this one, this game doesn't do a good job of reminding me. I don't think. So the indicator doesn't isn't doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's like they got rid of that simplistic system and it's like a little bit more nuanced now. Now it's like like I don't think lances, you know, like I think it was axe do better than swords, but I don't think that's always the case. Like now it's impacted by like your uh like your strength stat. And so mm. like when you when you click on an enemy and it brings up like that little side pain. There's, like, ways in there to tell. I'm not really sure, like, how that is. I usually just look at, like, how much HP I'm going to take down. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some way to tell. I was wa- reading a thing about it. Mm. But it's not as straightforward anymore. Hmm. Yeah. How are you yeah, finding, I, uh... like, the uh, like the overarching story? Like, what's actually happening? 
Uh, I think it's pretty interesting. I think the, the like, school idea is cool, but it's... They, they make a lot of, uh, like, narrative leaps where it's like, oh, you're the same age as these kids, but also you're the professor because oh. your dad was someone special. And then it's like, oh, you're the professor, but also you can fight with the students. And it's like, you know, in my in my mind, in this fantasy world, that, like, wouldn't necessarily happen. But mm. because, like, you also, like, want to play as the character, I can understand that they wanted you to have that experience. But Let's find a narrative kinda... excuse to get it in there kind of thing. Yeah, and it seems a little weak to me, mm. but I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, I think... I think I agree with that. I think that the like overarching story about like going to war and doing all this stuff is keeping me interested right now. Like, cause the characters are so interesting and there is so many of them. It's like, Oh, I'm just excited to see like the outcome of this battle, like how these people are going to react to it. And then like gro- growing those relationships and finding out more about those individual characters that you care about specifically. Like I, someone was telling me someone else that I know was playing the game <laughs> Uh, didn't tell me spoilers, but they were like, this one character uh, is super interesting, the stuff you learn about him. And I was like, I fucking hate this guy right now. <laughs> so so you're finding these characters like interesting and satisfying? It's not just like cool that the mechanic is in there to, to tie the social link to sort of like battle mechanics? I'm finding interesting things in it. Because I was straight... And th- there are characters like this, but I was expecting it to be like, you know, half-naked women and that's it and like yeah this isn't xenoblade come on exactly but yeah, yeah there are the, a lot of the characters do have really interesting backstories i think similar to persona like to where you know like these are these are cool characters and then you like learn more about their backstory and it's like oh shit there's some there's some fucked up stuff going on uh okay. but yeah it's it's really cool i'm uh i'm curious to see how different the stories are like for each um like house, house yeah i'm gonna like, get going you know, on mine pretty soon here so i'll i'll clue you in too yeah i from what i've heard there is they can they become drastically different around the midway point of the game mm. uh like extremely drastically different extremely drastically different yes some that's mm. somebody i was reading a thing and supposedly they get really different like it's hmm. you're supposed to play this game more than once or watch the other clips on YouTube. Um, hmm. But I think even within each house, there's a choice you make that takes the story in a different path. So there's like two options within each house. Ah, exciting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to dive in, man. And, and I guess go meet the go meet the school. You guys you guys have made me rethink things because I'm not just committing to a leader. Right. I got to commit to a whole squad. Yeah. So I got to do an interview process here and, and see what's up. Yeah. And I also yeah. don't think that they, you know, they don't fully give you all the time with the characters before you make your decision. Uh, so you're like, you're basing it on some pretty surface level stuff. But like I said, you can recruit. <sighs> okay. Whoever you want. Do my best. Not, not nervous at all. All these fucking time management games where you can only do, like, so many things and you can't complete all the options. I hate that shit. It makes me so nervous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying before. It's like, I'm worried I'm going to get, like, 20 hours into the game and it's like, you fucked up teaching. Like, you should have taught this person faith yeah. and, and instead you taught them fucking fire magic because you're a dumbass. Now, Big guess dummy. what? They can't fucking evolve their skills to Archduke of the fucking underworld. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think with that, like, it's pretty it's pretty open. Like, each character has kind of what they're good at. But then you can also, like, change that, you know, if you if you want. Or, like, you know, you can encourage them to do something else. And, you know, that's, I think, that's, like, good. Unless you're choosing, like, someone who is a, like, priest or something to become, like, a sword-wielding, like, fighter. Like, that's maybe not the best choice, but it's definitely a choice you can make. It'll just be a little bit harder because my thing is like oh for example i have a person who's really good in archery but then she has a really low rank in like horse riding but she's got those three stars next to it that that'll Mm. like blossom into a 
really like proficient skill for him. Mm. So then I'm like, do I start investing? Put in the that work right in. Now? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Let me uh, let me give a spoiler from when I played the first fire or the first fire emblem game I played. The uh, the bow knight is the the bow knight on the horse. Fucking top tier class. So I, I made I saw I did the same choice you did, but uh, well. Little Bernie is uh, becoming a little horseback rider. That's my plan for her. She's so great. Yeah. I love her. I I, I also want to give a shout out. So uh, I'm playing the game in Japanese, and it's mm. like fully voiced in Japanese. And there's a character Petra, uh, who is from a different country, and so she doesn't understand the language. And the voice acting, her like Japanese sounds. Like, very basic and very strange. And uh, I really appreciate that. Like, I'm not really sure. I think in the English version, she's like, she speaks just like, you know, very slowly. But in, mm-hmm. she does it in Japanese too. And it's really, it's really cool. She like makes a lot of the same mistakes that I make when I speak Japanese. See, One that's pretty us. cool. In the English version, she just like, she takes everything literally. So, mm-hmm. like, if someone says, like, oh, it's time to hit the hay, she's like, why are we punching the hay? It's like, yeah, that's really it. But she also, like, does it. It's funny. She has, like, a perfect accent, but she's, like, doesn't understand. It's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think the one of the only things I can complain about with this game, I've been playing almost 90% in handheld. Mm. And the, I think the text is too fucking small. I don't know if I need to put my glasses on, but like that, I'm like squinting to read things sometimes. Like what? What does that say? Like the font is so small, and it's like a weird yeah. font too. Don't like it. Yeah, I feel like this game was definitely designed to be docked, and it looks really good in the docked mode. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Guys, <clears throat> I'm excited to hear your thoughts as you get uh, deeper into it. I'm excited to get into it. Cass, what? I'm more excited to hear about Picross, Lord of the Nazarick. <sighs> Boys, Picross, Lord of the Nazarick. <clears throat> so, I got a lot of ways I can go with this. Let's just start at the start, right? So, this is a uh, this is an anime crossover Picross game. It's an anime crossover with the uh, the anime Overlord. No. Yes, Overlord. And uh, I was not familiar with that. But fortunately, I called in some backup from an old friend. Someone who knows about anime. Someone whose name is Nato J. 18. And he gave me a crash course. So he says, uh, it's about a dude who after about 10 years of playing an MMO is the last remaining member of his top tier guild. The game servers are getting turned off, so he logs on to see... Uh, falls asleep, wakes up as the character, basically. There you go. There's your game. So, in the Pacross game, you're playing as the character who is this weird fucking, like, skeleton death lord, and you're just summoning other NPCs from the world. So it's like, this world has a race of lizard men, so I have to summon the lizard man guardian. And then I, and then they have this weird conversation and say like, "Hey, um, remember that time when we took that adventure?" It's like, "Hmm, let me remember." And then you play Pacross, and you make <laughs> the memories. <laughs> so, I I was kind of hoping for more of a puzzle quest kind of thing where like maybe the speed of your Pacross would like play into like some kind of a battle mechanic or. You know, you would fight enemies via Pacross, which sounds nerdy as fuck to say, but that's what I wanted. Um, and it's not that. It's really just window dressing on a Pacross game, which is still great because Pacross is great. But uh, I don't know. Six out of ten, Pacross Lord of the Nazarick. Just buy Pacross S. It's fine. Save save a couple bucks. And so are all of the, like, Pacross puzzles Overlord themed? Yes. So instead of, like... Oh, well, check check this out, honey. I made a cupcake. It's like, oh, look at this, sweetheart. I made, you know, skull of the chrysoline. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right. And it's, you know, fun, some fucking anime, anime still. Uh, Is there a yeah, lot of talking? It's fine. 
Um, they they have the conversation when they first introduce each other, and then they have dialogue every time you go back to that character. There's like a weird glamour shot of that character with like some quote. Uh, yeah, but but there's no spoken dialogue. Are you gonna beat it? What? Are you gonna beat it? Uh, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll. I guess it depends on what you mean by beat it. But yes, I will go through and try to beat all of the memories, the story. Are you telling memories. me there's? You tell me there's any doubt in your mind that you weren't going to become the Lord of the Nazareth? <laughs> well, there's 590 puzzles. And You're the Lord s- of the Nazareth, Cass. Some of those puzzles I don't really get. I don't get how to play Color Pacross. Somebody get in my mentions and give me a crash course on Color Pacross. Tell me what YouTube video I need to watch. I don't get how that works. Color Pacross? I don't there's know. No nu- it, there's no numbers? There's numbers, but then there are also colors. And I don't know... It's not just as simple of as there's a number with a color and so you need that number of that color it's not that simple there's actually more to it but i don't know what more i sound like a wild person but do you think it would help if you had some knowledge of the show (laughs) i think that is potentially what's missing i should probably just watch overlord yes but now i have all these spoilers oh boy it's it's something can't explain anything else I am playing a couple other things, actually, uh, but I'll go quick. Uh, thanks to the magic of Xbox Game Pass, I tried Astroneer, which is a game that I've wanted to play for kind of a long time. It's like this funky little crafting, very, very, very light survival element, um, like space, base building game. And I played it on Xbox, and I enjoyed my time a lot, except for one aspect uh, the controls. The controls on the console are like capital B bad. Um, so I'm going to come back to it, but I'm going to come back to it on PC. Um, but pretty fun, man. Just like a, a really little chill, relaxing time, just going around harvesting materials and, you know, uh, just one of those like bit by bit games. Like, okay, I got to build a rocket, so I need a 3D printer. So I need some materials to make a printer. And now I need materials to make an engine and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And on you go until you have a really cool base. Yeah, I'm kind of into this game. Like, I want to try it out. you played this. No, I okay, haven't. Okay. I've just watched stuff on it and it looks like I'd be into it. It was fun, man. There, there's a great no-clip doc on it. If you want to, like, have some background on it for anyone uh, that hasn't seen that, I can recommend. I haven't seen that. Speaking of no-clip, they put out that Hitman one. Watched a little bit of that. Everyone should check that out. That's really cool. They know what they're doing over there in no-clip, let me tell you. Yeah, they do. Is that it? I want to play the forest again. I know. We got to get back to it. We got to find out the mystery of the forest. Um, I have also been playing uh, uh, quickly what I think Sam Atherton described as the most Cassidy-ass game he's ever played, Hyperlight Drifter. Mm. I'm finally getting to it. Uh, I put a couple hours in this past weekend because I was just kind of looking for something to sink my teeth into and really enjoyed it. Um, so we'll definitely be continuing to play that. I'm playing it on PC, but with an Xbox controller and it it plays great. Um, great visuals, like a really good, um, you know, sort of old school Zelda esque, like here's your Island, just go forth and do your thing. Um, and I like all the stylings. The combat is, is tough, but fair. Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Do you find like you're progressing through the game? I think so. Like, cause it's not always 100% clear where I need to go, but I know that I need to collect the little, like, gems or power cores. And so I'm just kind of working my way um, to each one of those that I can get to. And kind of cleaning up uh, or, or moving on when I feel like I get stuck. It's like, okay, I don't think I can access that one quite yet, so I'm just going to move on and collect some more. Yeah. So yeah. maybe I'll feel differently in a couple hours. I want to get to... That's another game, like came out i was super excited for it never got around to playing uh some people like i heard describe it as obtuse and that kind of worried me a little bit um but i want to try it out it's got a great fucking art style and if i remember correctly the soundtrack's pretty rad it does so good 
Yeah, and, and the art style is killer. Just like the, the world that they have that's very, you know, like, kind of lush and green and, uh, like, a lot of nature happening, but also sort of, like, old ruins and also sort of, like, digital, you know, uh, like, future tech happening. It's 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 a really cool world they've got going. I want to yeah, say they that do I... a really... They do a really good job with, like, a monochromatic color palette. Yes. And, like, they have, like, different, like, little pops of color that look really beautiful yes i want to say i was going to play this on vita maybe that vita version got canceled because hmm. i'm not seeing it come up here as a platform what a shame i'm pretty sure it's on switch yeah it is on switch the oh. vita 2 i'm back on my red dead bullshit also i'm gonna try to finish really it. get it yeah there, it's fucking incredible i cannot believe how good that game is we, we we made a mistake we made a mistake last year, boys. Dude, Monster Hunter's so good. <sighs> I actually want Damn. to get back into Monster Hunter soon. Yeah. I can't believe that the it's the PC version of the Icewind is getting, is like 2020. That's wild. Yeah. Brutal. Everything operates on a delay for fucking PC with Monster Hunter. It kind of sucks. Yeah, I wonder why. It's weird, too, because, like, the... They like don't even they barely announce like when it comes out. Like it's like, oh, Iceborne comes out September. And then like in small font, it's like PS4 only. And then like, you know, it comes out, everyone's hyped and plays it, and then the one on PC comes out in, tw- in January twenty twenty, and it's like I just forget about it. Yeah. Then in like May, I'm like, oh fuck, Iceborne for Monster Hunter came out. Then I boot it up, it's like, oh, I missed seventeen events that had really cool armor and it's kind of sucks. Yeah. But that shit looks cool. I'm so happy they're like putting out a huge expansion for that. I kind of want yeah, it like really nice. the Monster Hunter to like come to Switch. Like I want the Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate version of Monster Hunter World. Mm. Like the not as like high def, you know, the really massive lot of monsters like that we got on like the 3ds with switch graphics but like with the quality of life improvements of world i think that'd be sick so i hope they end up doing that you guys remember siege Mm. talk about a game talk about a fucking game i'm back on my siege shit are you yes we need to play siege we need to play siege because I've forgotten so much. I've forgotten that the Siege chat is its own game. <laughs> real real talk, let's make a date right now. After Ock pause, let's play some Siege. I'm fucking down. Sam, you in? I, it's so... Divinity's out now. That's true. It's just so like... Alright, let's we'll talk about it. Yeah, it's so difficult to play on my laptop because like it takes okay. for fucking ever to load. Like, I it guess takes that's minutes true. That's, to load that's tough. How are the new operators? So the new operators are weird. Since I last played, there's been four. There's the and I don't know their names. There's the person who can hack drones, and okay. that's pretty oh, drone cool. hacker. Yeah, so mm, you can mm-hmm. that's you can hack drones and control them. Like, they don't just stay in one place. You can, like, drive around the map. So I'm, like, fucking toying with the enemy, like, driving around with drones. <laughs> There's uh, a woman in, like, a ghillie suit. She can turn invisible, I think, to, like, cameras and all electronics. I think that's Knock. Yeah, she's sort of like the attacker version of, uh, not Legion. Uh, Echo? No, who's the dude that Vigil. Can... Vigil. Vigil. Sort of like that. Um... Then there's the dude in the suit. I can't even remember. <laughs> Idris what he, Elba. What I can't remember what he does. Yeah, uh, I've played he, it. All. He's got the watch. The watch does something. He's got oh, like he's his like MI6 blinded, spy I think, right? watch. Oh really? Oh maybe I, 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 I don't he's know blinded, how. Blinded, you can press the thing and it goes away. Maybe I didn't play as him. I'm I'm gonna look up the operators real quick so that I know can remember what I'm talking about here. I know there's that like Mozzie person with the like bike helmet it looked like like i missed that release yeah and so 
the thing that I've noticed is that a lot of the new operators, it didn't seem like people were picking them that much. And I don't know if that's because like their abilities are a bit more like situational. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, like all the other operators have like abilities that can kind of work wherever. A little oh. more flexible. Okay, so one of them is actually pretty fucking crazy. Uh gridlock. She's the one who uh can fucking deploy all of like those traps on the floor. Like the hexagonal spikes. So like if you she's an attacker too. So like if you're outside the point or like you you know that like people are off point and you're going to like mm. plant the bomb, you can like cover the room in the hexagonal spikes and then plant the bomb and they can't run across them. And it oh, like slows cool. like and it, it's just them. an absolute no go. Well, you can go, but it's going to fucking damage you okay. and you walk slow. Like a like a painful barbed wire. Yeah. But it okay. deploys them everywhere. Like, they spread out super wide. And it creates, mm. like, a fucking circle. So mm. that it's, you know, it, people got to walk through a lot. That sounds rough. Yeah. She mm. was pretty cool. I think she was probably the one out of the ones that I tried. You uh, play any new maps? Yeah. The the Australian map feels like Clubhouse. Okay. Uh, it feels like Clubhouse in the, in the desert. In fact, when I was playing it, I was like, is this Clubhouse? But did they, like, re reskin it yeah like or did they because you know they like update those maps mm-hmm. sometimes yeah um well damn dude I'll, I'll come back to siege i'm no good but that is such a fucking fun game it's so good i forgot how like tight the controls are like i was playing i've been playing a lot of destiny multiplayer and destiny is like a great game and the multiplayer is a lot of fun but like when i get back in siege i'm like wow the fucking weight to this game it's like god damn yeah as soon as i like get back home and like get back to my like actual pc i'm oh, i'm so fucking back in there three months did you see that they had yeah. their uh i think july or july or june was like their highest player base month of all time really that's crazy wow. man so it's like the game is them. getting bigger so what what's the future is this it like, when the next console generations come along, do they just say, here's your pass to get into the Siege platform and we're just going to keep it going? Or is there, like, a Siege 2? I think it's... Or, like, the new Rainbow Six or whatever it's going to be. Maybe it's not Siege, but... I think we... Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, so there's, like, 40-something operators now, right? I think that their goal was to get to a hundred before the game ends. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how like official guess, that is, but Yeah, maybe for the uh like for the new consoles, like you either pay twenty dollars for like the base thing or like maybe forty bucks for all of the characters and then you just you get the updated visuals and all that shit. They could also go free to play. Mm. I mean, it, I wonder it if that's something is, that they would consider. It, yeah, it basically is with that like intro version of the starter game. pack. Yeah, it does kind of mm. beg the question, like with these like games as a service that don't real like Siege doesn't really need to be like get a sequel yet. Fortnite doesn't need a sequel. It's like the new console generation comes along, so do they just like they just port Siege? Mm-hmm. Just port Fortnite. And it, it used to be like, well, yeah, these things don't need a sequel, but the company wants to make money, so they're going to make a new one. But the companies are making money now on the current ones, so yeah. that's wild. Yeah, I think it would be a real step in the wrong direction if they were like, here's Siege 2, brand, all brand new characters. Yeah, I, I, don't be... th- I don't think they would do that, but I mean, that's sort of how it's been in the past, right? Is you just like put out the next thing. So Yeah, and I, I do think... And I feel like I'm even f- starting to feel it now. And, and it goes back to what I was saying about, like, people not picking certain operators is, like, some of the operator abilities, like, are just, it's like, if they're too niche, it's like, what am I going to use, I, like, actually use this in, like, the way people play? Yeah. Um, yeah. And some. I think we also have, oh, go ahead. 
No, okay, go, go, go for it. I say like, we also have to remember that there's like two different tiers. There's like us tier where we're like just playing the game. All right, let's let's blitz let's flash each other in the face before the level. And then there's like the competitive scene where, you know, they spend 90% of the game on the drones and it's like way more tactical. Yeah. And it, it probably benefits the like pro players more than it benefits us. Yeah, I think for us it's a lot of like, you know, memeing. I mean, dude, my second game back, I'm full Monty again. I got a, I got a Monty ace. It was beautiful. No. But here's the thing. And this is where the game, I think, is going downhill. Shields aren't insta-kills anymore. They're downs. What? Wow. So, uh, like... What's I, this world even coming I to, huh? I sh- Monty shielded a dock. He got right back up and killed me because I didn't know that it doesn't kill them anymore. Well, Damn. back in my day. I know. I miss when shield ops had, had it all. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, man. If, if they keep getting their numbers up there and they're going for, you know, 100 ops, like, it's it's totally reasonable that some of those operators are just going to be non-viable, right? It's like you look at a game like League. Like, half of the roster in, like, competitive is just, like, not going to happen. So... I think as long as as long as they're able to sort of keep the meta shifting and it's not like the same 20 characters, then I don't really have a problem with some characters being sort of low powered uh, as long as that stuff gets cycled. Yeah. Uh, and they seem to be pretty active, too. I know they're constantly balancing that game. One of the things that they one of the biggest changes I've noticed since being back, uh, I just dropped a link for you guys to reference, is that they for some reason only updated habana's face they kept everybody's face the same but habana's they've changed well habana's was bad habana's always looked the worst i thought yes yeah, so she's she's changed let me see fun fact she's from the uh, same city that i'm from oh, yeah. in japan really yeah she's from nagoya i oh, learn something new every day damn look at these boys yeah I, I do want to play this game again i mean what a what a great game so fucking good uh i was gonna talk i, I really don't have much to say about destiny uh, i've just conti- been continuing to play it i don't remember if i mentioned last week that there's like the solstice of heroes event going on it's like the summer solstice thing um basically like there's a whole new mission you can do and you can you basically get this armor set at the beginning of uh like of this event they hand you this armor set and it's like all broken and it looks bad and then there's like three tiers you can get the armor to uh in which with each tier it gets more powerful gains more abilities and it looks better and you do that by like completing tasks that are like exclusive to this event and then like if you reach the third tier your like armor is all like fucking gold and beautiful and it looks really cool and uh you, you can buy like sparrows that look like fucking wave racers and uh like ghosts that have like beach balls on them and wearing sunglasses and also dress up your dolly man that's the best part of that game i know it is kind of cute i actually i hate to admit it but i might put some money into the eververse what what caught your eye what's what's going to take you over the edge so for the this armor set that you can upgrade uh you can get like these glow attachments so it's like they're based on your whatever element you choose. So it's like the arc, the void, or the uh, solar. And so like if you buy the solar glow, it's like a basically like a second set of armor that like glows on top of the armor you're wearing in the color of your like selected uh, type. And it just looks really sick. But the only way to get it is either to buy it or to like earn enough in-game currency. And I spent all my in-game currency like an idiot like three weeks ago. So, damn. So, I might put some money in. I'm gonna throw them a few bones. Damn. Give now that they're not on that Activision payroll. Yeah, support, yeah, small, support your local bungee. Yeah, <laughs> small business, it's out there struggling. Oh, Sam, you want to tell me about this game here? Yeah. So I uh, I, I picked up a game called. Uh, Akuma Joe Dracula. 
And Andy, I want you to guess the English name of this game. Uh, it's it's a su- Super Nintendo game. My friend Dracula. Hmm. You are incorrect, Cassidy. Akuma Joe Dracula. Hmm. Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. Hmm. Even closer. Boys, this is Castlevania Four. Oh wow. Hmm. And uh, this is a good fucking game. It's really hard. Uh, sometimes a little unfair. Uh, but it's uh, it's really good. The soundtrack is really great. Four. Uh, I can see why people consider this to be like a classic, like game. What's the English subtitle of that one? Which one is that? That Bloodlines? Um, Bloodlines was on the Game Boy, wasn't it? Oh, okay, my bad. I'm not sure. All right, I'll I'll look it up. Sorry, did not yeah, mean to it, derail. It's the uh, Castlevania from 1991. That would be Super um, Castlevania in the West. Okay, I am I am somewhat fi- so you can uh, you can control the whip. Yes. <laughs> and that shit looks <laughs> gumpy as hell. I watched uh, a, I watched the full Let's Play of this. I watched the Vinivania Street ooh. on uh, on Super Castlevania, and man, it looked like there was some bullshit in this game. So good luck, my friend. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely hard. I also got a game called Gradius. Yeah. And it's like yeah. a uh, yeah, yeah, and it's like one of those like bullet hell games. Yep. That game fucking hard too. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Gradius uh, tough. But, uh, yeah, it's really fun. These are, like, I think Gradius is at least, like, a classic game that I'd never played before. And I hadn't played Castlevania either. But, uh, yeah, it's really fun. I also picked up one, NBA Jam. Uh, He's on fire! Yeah, I haven't played it yet, but uh, I'm really hoping that I get the English version of Boom Shakalaka. What, what's your favorite NBA Jam call? Is it Boom Shakalaka? It's definitely Boom Shakalaka. Yeah, it's, that's a good one. That's a good one. I've I've definitely debated buying that fucking Castlevania collection on Switch. It's like all the co- what does that get me? Do you know? Yeah, I actually have the list up here, which I need to make a correction. Bloodlines is a is a fucking Genesis game. My mistake. Uh, so you get Castlevania NES, Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest, Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse, Super Castlevania, Castlevania Adventure, which is the Game Boy game, Castlevania Two: Belmont's Revenge. On the Game Boy. Castlevania Bloodlines, the Genesis game. And then you get Kid Dracula from the Famicom. Mm. Is there a way to play Rondo on Switch? Wait, uh, so Sympathy of the Night is, like, they're doing a second collection. Which I think will have, like, all of the Castlevanias that... Because Symphony of the Night is, like, when they became Metroidvanias. Mm. And so I think, like... The collection will include all of those style of games, just the Game Boy ones and the DS ones and stuff, gotcha. which I'm also excited for. I want Rondo. Yeah, I mean, the only like that's all Konami needs to do is just fucking put the ROM dumps on Switch. Basically, like, just do it, guys. Just stop. we'll give you the money. Like, come on, you know, fucking this goddamn Castlevania Anniversary Collection made its money back. Cause what did it cost? Stocks to go up. Like what the fuck did it cost them? I don't know anything about business, but that seems like an easy one. You telling me fucking these people didn't go nuts? They didn't buy Kid Dracula? These corporate (laughs) fat cats, come on! They don't know shit. No. Andy, remember when we met the creator of uh, Castlevania? (laughs) I do remember Ega. I have a fucking signed uh, poster of his. (laughs) remember when he had the whip on and they were like remember when he was like yeah i'll totally take a picture with you and his bodyguard was like kid get the fuck out of (laughs) here where was this at comic-con oh nice they fucking played me i was so excited that he was just there hanging out and i like asked to take a picture and they told me yes and then and they were like nah and then he was just standing there like outside the booth and we went up to him and, like, asked him for a picture. He definitely did not speak a single word of English. <laughs> and he ba- we were like, picture? And he was, like, just kind of, like, nodded yes and, like, went in to take the picture with me. And then his, like, person, like, his translator or whatever came over and was like, get the fuck out of here. No picture. Yeah. Damn. Fucking bitches. Brutal. 
And then I stole his whip. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they called you old Andy Belmont. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Boys, do, what do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about... If I could... F- I have some news. Late breaking news? Give it to us. You're pregnant! Yeah, I have some late breaking news. So... Our our friends at OK Beast, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're so happy for them. They they announced that they have a panel at PAX. Mm. You know, PAX PAX West in Seattle. If you're going to PAX, uh, please make sure to, to do that. And and I'm very happy to see that they're working the show. Yeah, that's pretty. And cool. I am happy to announce that we are also working the show. In that, I'm gonna have on one of the blue shirts that says Enforcer on the back, and I will be helping work the show. Wait, really? So. Oh. It's basically the same. Um, you know, OK Beast has a panel, and, and we have a man on the ground at PAX. So I feel like it's the same. Um, Do they arm you for that? Yes. You get like a taser? Actually. I had to go through a license, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, That's not a meme, though. I really will be working it. So if you're going to PAX, hit me up. We can meet up. How does that work? Do you have to work every single day? Uh, you do. But after that, you have uh, you have a badge to go do the show, so like, or see the people that you want to so see. So you don't yeah. work the whole show then. No, it's like a five hour shift. Oh wow, that's pretty cool, and you get to go for free. It's not that. Yeah, they pay you. Oh wow, wow, you get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's rad. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Fuck, I might. Yeah, it's not that bad. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I I remember I was like, uh, I volunteered for a bunch of like design things. And, like, every yeah. once in a while, you would get, like, uh, you'd be the person that was, like, in charge of working with the VIP celebrities or whatever. So, like, maybe you'll get to be the one that's, like, you know, carrying uh, Miyamoto across the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, with any luck. I'll, I'll get to meet Doug Bowser. Yeah, you'll. Yeah. Maybe you'll guard, like, the Jeff Gersman dressing room or something. <laughs> I can only fucking <laughs> hope, man. Uh, but, yeah, I'll report back if they're showing anything cool. That'll be fun. Yeah, that's really awesome. That's soon, right? It's at the end of uh, this next month. A month from today, I'll I'll be there. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. Mm. Let me know if you get anything signed while you're out there. Okay, yeah, I'll uh, send me your whip. <laughs> <laughs> Give it back to him. I forget. Outside of me, is anyone excited about Outer Worlds? I'm very excited. Okay. Yeah. I'm super into this. This game's going to be fucking rad. And I'm so fucking excited for it. I think I'm there day one. Like, if this game is even, like, a three quarters of the game New Vegas was. I'm not sure I'm wild about the announcement. For Switch. For Switch. So, like, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. If you want it on Switch, that's awesome. But usually when they say, oh, and it's on Switch, I want to go for the Switch version. I don't think I'm going to do that on this. Yeah, this seems like the wrong move for like a, a consumer that has like a PC, Xbox, PS4. Like, I feel like those will be the superior ways to play the game. Yeah, and that's where but. I'm torn. Because like, usually I, I say yes, I agree. Your Wolfensteins, your Dooms come out. It's like, I want to play those on PC. Mm-hmm. This game... I do eventually want to play it on PC because undoubtedly it'll have like amazing mod support. But the idea of like having like a Fallout New Vegas style RPG on Switch kind of just excites me a little bit. Is it silly of me to be worried that it even can be on Switch? Do you know what I mean? I Like if they were able to crunch this down to Switch, it's like maybe it's not the expansive experience I thought it was. I mean, is that a silly take? But the Witcher. Yeah, I was gonna say Switch the Witcher. Too. But the Witcher's five years old. But like, I still don't think that this game was ever gonna be as big as the Witcher. Okay. Like I, I think I just needed to be checked on it. That's I all. think. What I'm like sort of leveling my expectations at, is that I'm pretty sure like they said like don't expect this game to be the size of like, Fallout. Like, it's going to be a little bit of a tighter experience. Like, it's going to be an open-world RPG. But, like, they were independent, basically, when they made this. So, like, don't expect, like, a full, like, AAA Fallout game. So, I'm thinking it's maybe a little bit smaller. I think it also, like, 
I think it looks cool, but like I don't know that it's like a pretty game by any imagination. Mm. Like, so squeezing it onto Switch may be a little bit easier. But I mean, if they can get that Witcher and those hair physics on Switch, then I mean they barely got the hair physics. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. I mean, Geralt doesn't have any so, hair. some of that footage looked like Assassin's Creed footage, man. That's all I'm saying. Oh, did that ever come out? It did come <sighs> out, and it was pretty rough. Oh, yikes! Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm actually like I'm pessimistically interested in The Witcher. Like they seem to be on Switch. Yeah, like the way they're talking about it, mm. like makes me think like, oh, maybe they actually have a good port here. Like they went ahead and like put the whole game on a cartridge, no download required, including all the DLC. Which like cost them money. I mean, if if it's halfway decent, dude. Like if if it's playable, it would be a great experience on Switch. Why not? Yeah, and that's what I'm interested in. Like, what are the loading screens like? What's that frame rate like? I so I hope that people go into that kind of just with expectations reasonably set. Like, it's not going to be this fucking visual masterpiece on Switch. And I, I hope I hope that people expect it to be a little rougher around the edges yeah i do enjoy all these switch announcements though i'll take more games on switch when are we getting our next direct oh probably like i'm trying to think what do they have coming out nothing is there an august direct no because they're not going to do an astral chain direct they're not going to do a luigi's mansion direct i don't think oh you know what i think we get is a september direct we typically get a big September direct. I mean, that's where we got uh, heading into the holidays. Yeah, because I think last year's September direct, that's when they like did the whole Animal Crossing tease and they announced Luigi's Mansion and showed off like a some new Fire Emblem and a bunch of like new shit for the year to come. So I bet, I bet at September we get like a big chunk of Luigi's Mansion, probably some more Pokemon shit. And then, like, probably get more info on the Link's what Awakening or whatever. Oh yeah, Link's mm, Awakening. Mm-hmm. And then I bet we get God, like that's soon. we get a bunch of new like Link's Awakening will probably because that comes out in September, right? Yeah. So that's probably. Oh, does it really? Yeah. Yeah. I bet that that's probably like the. Don't forget, this comes out next week. Yeah. And then we get like, uh, you know, some like surprise announcements, like some things coming up for the year, but this will also be one year from. Uh, NSO launching, so I'm like hoping we get SNES games here. Uh, keep hoping, man. What, what's what's the next big? Oh my God, the the crazy men did it. What what's the big pop announcement that makes Nintendo World in New in New York go fucking nuts? I think. Do you think we get the N64 Classic? No. I don't. I no? don't think that's. You think they're done? I think that's. There's no way that's coming. I don't think there's no. I don't way. know, man. I feel like those games, like, they're not that pro- like. I feel Dude, like the Nintendo sixty four is beloved, and you're telling me if they if they gave us another chance to buy those fucking N sixty four controllers, you're not gonna. No, do I it. mean I would do it, but I'm, what I'm saying is that like, I feel mm-hmm. like Nintendo doesn't hold that console in in like the prestige that they do the NES and SNES, oh, and I man. feel like the mass appeal. Like Melissa's dad had us go out and buy him an NES classic. But, like, you know, like, I don't think that... Melissa's dad a gamer? He was like, yo, does that NES Classic have Tecmo Bowl on it? Can you go... I was like, yeah, it does. He was like, if I give you the money, can you run the game sub real quick and grab it for me? (laughs) But uh, I think the two things that are going to be huge reveals on Switch is going to be, like, when they eventually announce a new Star Fox game. And then when they revive F-Zero. Or remaster an F-Zero game. Like that, people in Nintendo World are going to go fucking ballistic for those things. I don't think we're ever getting another F-Zero game. Yeah, that's a good bet, too. <laughs> I'm not sure how confident I feel about another Star Fox game. Oh, Star Fox quite is frankly. coming back. It has to. Does it? And, and I say this as a Star Fox fan. Does it? I think so. They can make a good Star Fox game in 2019 or 2020. None of that. They couldn't do it in 2017. Yeah, they're going to have to convince me, <laughs> that man. That game could have been good. And they forced motion controls onto it. And 
I don't know. Deleted a bunch of. I hope. I hope that the next Star Fox game is a Strand game. Honestly, though. Oh God. I keep forgetting that Death Stranding comes out this year. And like three I months. Know, and it's like. I keep waiting. You're gonna have to pop that baby in your mouth. I know. I'm gonna have to eat a baby. <laughs> How many strands does that worth? <laughs> oh man. This fucking year, I keep what? forgetting like how great this year is going to be for games. And then guess what? The year ends. Yeah. There's Animal Crossing, baby. There it is. Clear your calendar. When does Outer Wilds come out? October? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or September? I think it's October. Mm, wow. Like. Streets looking. Yeah. Uh, oh, this just says 2019. I'm I'm pretty sure that information is out there, but it looks great, man, and and I'm glad it's coming to Switch for the people who want it on Switch, and it's coming soon. I'm stupid. I searched Outer Wilds, not Outer World. Mm, yeah, Outer Wilds. October twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. It's mm. one day after my birthday. Right before Luigi's Mansion. Wow. Hmm. So wow, not even counting Nintendo games, we have Outer Worlds, Borderlands Three, Doom Eternal, Death Stranding. Like that right there alone. Pokemon, Pokemon uh, yeah. Link's Awakening, fucking, yeah, goddamn, Astral Chain. If you want to reach into August, like it, it's about to get hot and heavy. Yeah, yeah, we have a stacked lineup for the end of the year, and like some of them, I sort of want to see what they do with the Call of Duty, the Modern Warfare remake. Yeah. Like, I probably won't prioritize it, but that's just like another thing that's going to come out that's going to draw my eye. And I feel like gamers rise up. I want to say. If I can learn how to fucking spell before we wrap up here. Uh, they tried to drown us in bathwater, but we rise. $30. Uh, Shenmue 3, Doom Eternal, Death Stranding. Doom. Forgot about Doom. Uh, hold on. Because I, I could have sworn that October and November were like packed months. Yeah, so October is Ghost Recon. Concrete Genie. Okay. The Legend Trails in the Cold of Cold Steel 3, Call of Duty, Medieval Remake. The Out- Hell yeah. The, That's going to get chewed the up. The Outer Worlds releases the same day as Medieval and Call of Duty. Uh, October 29th, Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD. Let's go, there baby. There you go, Robbie. Uh, <laughs> Luigi's Mansion and Mood of Madness, whatever that is. And so November is Planet Zoo, Death Stranding, uh, a latent game on Switch, Jumanji the video game, Pokemon, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Shenmue 3, and Doom Eternal. And so... That's a brutal month, dude. Doom, (laughs) Star Wars, Death Stranding, Shenmue if you're into that. So... That sucks. Even not counting Death Stranding, which releases on the 8th. Between Pokemon, Star Wars, Shenmue, and Doom, all of those games come out within, like, six days of each other. Jesus Christ. Like, that's fucking wild. It's tough to be a gamer in 2019, boys. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we haven't even got a release date on Battletoads. <laughs> How could we come forget? Come on, Phil. Let us free, Phil. We're trying to make plans up in here, Phil. Speaking of letting us free, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sitting in the Phil Spencer, Herman Miller, Aaron chair and joining us for this. Answer the people. Tweet at Robert Jr. Jr. Let him know that uh, you would support an Aaron chair over a gamer girl bathwater chair. Uh, if you want to follow along with uh, Gone Gold and Awkward Pause, you can follow at Pause on Twitter. Go to awkwardpausepot.com forward slash merch. Buy that new merch. Check it out. Buy it for your friends. Uh, follow OK Beast on Twitter. Just, you know, go support those boys. Yeah. Follow at Cassidy Sargent. OK Beast now. Oh. Uh, at Sergeant Cass. Follow him. Watch him enforce things. That's a whole month away. Don't do that yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Come say hey. Follow Sam on Twitter. Uh, catch me on Twitter at Superior Snap. Follow me on Twitter at Street Super with one R. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time. Stay cool.